Hello, beautiful babes. My name is Lauren King, or some of you might know me as your friendly neighborhood gypsy from my YouTube channel. This is my podcast series called Gypsy Talk, where I take questions from you, my amazing and beautiful subscribers, and we dig into any kind of personal questions that you have about love, life, or dating. We also get some spiritual perspectives as well as I will pull a single tarot card for you for your advice moving forward. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Let's go ahead and get started. my beautiful babe. So on today's episode, I'm not going to read you the full email that I received, but I will tell you a little bit about her story. So we were talking about someone that she had known for about 10 years, kind of been sort of an off and on thing, but she thought that maybe love would develop at some time, but there was always just an interest there. I think we can say that we've all been there. With that being said, though, it was just somehow not coming together for her. And unfortunately, it ended in a little bit of an argument where they both kind of said some pretty mean things to one another. And basically, we're just trying to get past the point of what can she do to move forward in this situation. Now, once upon a time, with every boy I dated between the ages of 16 to 24, I self-sabotaged every single relationship I was in. I wanted them to fight for me and I wanted them to love me. But here's the thing, plot twist, they didn't. Not a single man that I crushed on, loved to any degree, cared a hot skippity damn about me. Truly, like deep down to like their core, their soul, they didn't love me, but it was because I didn't even love myself. You teach people how to love you. You show people how to love you. And you know, what do you know? I have another small story time to get us started. <laughs> oh God, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, it's so cringy. Okay, I don't care. So there was a boy named Jack that I was madly in love with. Or so I thought. At the time when I met him, I was going through a really bad situation. My life was a hot mess and a half and everything was falling apart. And you know, here comes Jack, the trusty good guy fuck boy to save the day. <laughs> it still makes me cringe. Oh God. If he's listening to this, I'm so sorry, Jack. Like we're cool now, but my God, if I'm not still embarrassed. Okay. But here's the Tisa. So to make a very long story short, I would emotionally close myself off to him despite being what I thought to be insanely in love with him. And then I would get pissed when he wanted nothing to do with me, despite the fact that I was the one acting like a psychotic ass bitch and causing problems. I, I really don't know how I thought the situation was going to go, but I digress. <sighs> Eventually, he ended up dating somebody else and yeah, it it sucked. In turn, I reflected it back on myself and I began to ask myself what was so wrong with me? Why was I not enough? As time went on though, and I even dated other people, I fell in love with other men, but I couldn't get over it. And until I heard the term hurt locker last summer, I was at a loss, you know, and suddenly as soon as I heard this term and someone explained it to me, everything made sense. Jack was my emotional hurt locker. Hurt lockers are people we designate as our saviors during an 
extremely painful time. Whether we realize it or not, we project all of our hurt onto this person because it's easier for us as humans to be able to put something like that. It's something intangible, you know, so we can process our emotions more effectively. I I guess what I'm trying to say is that it gives us a source to project it to, you know, kind of like a locust. (laughs) It's a really bad example, but it's the truth. You know, the thing about hurt lockers is this. Hurt lockers are made up on characteristics that we wish we had ourselves. So, for example, Jack was a free spirit. I mean, free as could be. He was so cool. You know, he would go to concerts whenever he wanted. He dated whoever he wanted. And golly, he just had this magnetizing personality and energy about him that I just could not get enough of. I mean, but looking back, it was all bullshit. I admired it at the time because that excitement was missing from my life. I guess what I'm trying to get across is that although you you could have never told me at the time, I never actually loved Jack. I thought I did. And I do have love for him. I mean, that kid could call me up 10 years from now and be married with kids and have a life and family of his own. And if he was like, hey, Lauren, I need your help. Like, I would drop everything, book a plane ticket and go immediately. But regardless of that... I was never actually in love with him. I was in love with the idea of him. That's the difference. And I think if you look into yourself and this guy that you're dealing with, you would probably realize the same exact thing. Because guess what? You know who has that magnetizing personality now? Me. The answer is me. So all of those things that you admire in that person, that is what you are striving for in your own life, whether you even realize it or not. But I'm telling you, you already possess that. You know, because better yet, the answer was always me, just like the answer is already you. But God will put people in your path to show you who you're meant to be. I always had the same charisma as he did, arguably more. Sorry, not sorry. But I didn't even love myself enough at the time to understand that. Life is what you make it. So girl, make it amazing. The only way to get out of a toxic cycle is to recognize that you're in one because the first step to healing is realizing that you're worthy of it. It's okay to recognize you need help, to recognize that you've been through something traumatizing, to recognize that you need time to heal. That's very emotionally intelligent of you and I'm extremely proud of you for that. That makes you amazingly strong. But what doesn't make you strong is never taking accountability for your own BS. A man cannot save you from your problems, and it's not his responsibility to save you from those problems. And it's extremely toxic to put anyone in that position. Men, I'm sorry, but they barely even take accountability for their own actions. You really think, like, you really think that they're going to take accountability for yours? Oh, girl, you got another thing coming. Like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You know, either you want him or you don't. There's no in-between. And once you start getting into that in-between stage, it's extremely toxic. You really have to sit down with yourself, do some deep soul searching, and kind of come to terms with what is it that you exactly want? Is it a placeholder or is it actually a commitment? Because here's the thing, and this took me forever to understand, but nobody owes you a goddamn thing in this life. We are all just trying to make it out here, and it is hard enough without being strung along and emotionally confused all the time. So this is what I kind of want to get at. Why were you so mad? Because I think we should start with that. Were you mad that he didn't put up with your BS or that he didn't fight for you? Because 
we can't expect a man to cowboy the fuck up for us if we can't even cowboy the fuck up for ourselves. We can be our own worst enemies sometimes, and it's so hard to have that self-reflection and realize that, but we can't test men, and women for that matter, that owe us nothing. You're looking for love in the wrong place because love can only come from within. You can have an emotional hangover from trauma you've experienced in your life. Make no mistake, hangovers are a bitch, but they never last. And I will tell you, what you said was harsh. It was extremely harsh. He was he was right. It was extremely harsh. Because imagine if the situation was turned around and he had said that to you. Better yet, no, no, let's not even say that. Imagine someone in your life that you love. It can be even your pet, for example. Anyone that you love and you're protective over. Imagine they called you crying on the phone and told you the person they wanted to love just told them to effectively go fuck themselves you'd be pissed because i would be pissed i'm telling you right now like if that was my best friend like i would be slashing some tires like (laughs) allegedly you know it's it's not okay to emotionally manipulate or blackmail someone because you're unsure of your own feelings because he didn't owe you anything and he didn't have to wait for you there are eight billion people on this planet he's not the end all for you and you're not the end all for him. Same way, I wasn't the end all for Jack and he wasn't the end all for me because nobody is the end all for anybody. Point blank, period. So again, kind of going back to the same thing. What is it that you truly want? And sit with yourself on this one, like full out the notebook, Nicholas Sparks moment. What do you want? Because it really is that simple. If you want my honest opinion, I really don't think you like him. I mean, like, truly, truly like him. Because to me, if if you did, I don't think that you would allow him to just so effortlessly slip through your fingers. You know, you would be approaching it in more than just a nonchalant manner. And I know you said that he was strutting his relationship around the office, but was he really doing that? Or, I mean, he could have been a girl. He could have been coming up to you and being like, well, this is Brittany and we have great sex. Like, and granted, if he was doing that, you can take some satisfaction and pride in knowing that if someone's trying to prove to you that their relationship is amazing, it's probably not that amazing. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry of that either. But you know what? Here's the thing. What do you think was more affected by it? Was it your heart or was it your ego? Because for me with Jack... It was my ego, a hundred percent. Because for me, I was like, what do you mean? Like, he won't fight for me. Like, what is wrong with me? When, bitch, I wasn't even fighting for my damn self. How could I expect anybody else to do that for me? His life didn't hit pause because I couldn't work out my emotional issues. You know, you don't appreciate when someone treats you like an option. So you can't be mad at a man that doesn't allow himself to be treated like one either. But again, I really don't think you like him. I think you like the idea of him. And that's okay. And dare I say it this one and only time, I kind of feel like he's right in this situation. Now, granted, I don't know him, but here's the thing. You can't mess with somebody's feelings if you're unsure of your own. 
And I will always use Brooke Davis from One Tree Hill as an example. She was the only good character on the show. Fuck Peyton, fuck Lucas. I, I hated all of them. Brooke was literally the only good character other than Jamie, but that's like a whole nother podcast for the discussion. But she said this really dramatic quote and they were like out in the rain and they were like talking and she was crying. It was him or no, excuse me, her and Lucas outside in the rain having a dramatic fight. And she said this quote and it's really beautiful because I'm gonna kind of tell you a story after that. She said to Lucas in the rain, (laughs) dramatically, I wanted you to fight for me. I wanted you to say there's no one else you could ever be with and that you'd rather be alone than without me. But here's the thing. We see Brooke develop over the seasons, but Brooke becomes the most successful out of all of the characters because she turned a moment like that saying, I wanted you to fight for me she stopped that and she flipped it and that bitch started fighting for herself and she i mean granted i know it's unrealistic because it's a tv show but the truth of the matter is you have to fight for yourself because brooke did that and she became like a multi-millionaire had a fashion industry by the time like she was 23. again unrealistic i know but still it's just the principle behind it is still the same because just like brooke davis i had to call myself out on my own bullshit, and it's time it's 2020 It's time to call yourself out on your own bullshit too. But we're not just going to call people out because, you know, we are alphas and we are pack builders. So we're going to make a plan right here, right now. And girl, I am a Taurus. So you know, damn sure that my self-care is always on lock. So I want you, we're going to start really small, but I want you to give yourself just one night to yourself. I don't have time. Yes, you do. You do have time. And if you don't have time, you need to make time because we're not obsessing over boys. We're not obsessing over any negativity in the year 2020. The only thing that we are obsessing over is ourselves because we deserve it. So I want you to make time, time for yourself. You deserve it. You are worthy of it. Go buy a drugstore face mask, ban one to $2, you know, a hair mask, $5, get nail polish or press ons two to $5 pizza. Sure. Maybe 10 at most. Okay. Or you can go with a salad. Either way, you know, whatever floats the boat. Rent a movie, that's probably another $3 at most, okay? But do something for yourself. Now, granted, I don't know what your interests are, but what we're trying to get at here is that you've got to get to a point that you feel like you deserve to be treated with love. The only way to do that is by loving yourself first. You don't love yourself right now. You don't. And I'm genuinely, I'm so sorry for what you have been through. You did not deserve it. They are assholes. Like just send me their name and their address. Kind of kidding, not kidding. Like you're part of my gypsy family and I will forever protect you. But I'm genuinely sorry for what you've been through. But you don't ever allow people that hurt you to dictate the course of the rest of your life. You are better than that. Girl, they are not worth it. Okay. So we're going to stop self-sabotaging now because like I said, we're going to start loving ourselves. We can't expect somebody else to know how to love us until we love ourselves. You know, I didn't love myself when I was self-sabotaging, you know, myself with Jack and Nick and all my other relationships that I was in. I wasn't in a relationship with Jack, but just the idea behind it. If you want to be loved, you have to understand how to love yourself first. But here's the thing. Healing is a long and winding road and there is no one way to go about doing so and there's no timeline for you to heal. You know, I always tell people and I get this metaphor from Sean Lester. Also, I would recommend her to anybody, but 
you don't take a single workout class with the expectation that you're going to drop 50 pounds in one go because that's unrealistic. You know, you would continue going to the gym and over time you start to see results and you start to see progress and healing is no different. You're not going to heal overnight, but you're never going to heal if you don't start to take the initiative and the accountability of being able to moving forward. And you know what, to be honest, I'm still working on it every single day. I'm not fully healed. I'm not, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I need to deal with that I've kind of come to terms with. It's 2020. We're all moving into a new energy. We're all deciding that we are worthy of love and girl, you are. I know that healing is the scariest thing you will ever do because sometimes, you know, I had a therapist explain this to me one time too, that we can get so comfortable in misery because we're so used to it. But you deserve so much more than that, so much more. And I promise you, even if it is the scariest and hardest thing, it is also the most rewarding. Because once you get there, once you find that self-worth, you will never allow someone to take it away from you again. Whether it's the guy that you're currently dealing with or all those other boys that you're going to deal with in your lifetime, it will never be in the hands of somebody else ever again. You can either be a victim or you can be an alpha. It's your choice. I chose to be an alpha and I can promise you if me of all people (laughs) chose to be an alpha, then you 100% can too. So you know what? There's no shame in therapy. I would highly recommend it. There's a ton of free services or sliding, sliding scale services, excuse me, in this world that will help you. I, like I said, anything Sean Lester, she is a dating coach. She's phenomenal. She's tons of free videos on YouTube. She compares them to celebrities. I I love her. Like we protect that woman at all costs, a hundred percent, you know? Um, also the book girls stop apologizing by Rachel Hollis is absolutely amazing. I'm currently reading it right now and 10 out of 10 would recommend to anybody. It is again, that has also changed my life, you know, and it doesn't make you lame to want to be a better person. It actually makes you really brave because a lot of people in this life don't care enough about themselves or anybody else for that matter that they come in contact with to improve themselves. But we're part of the gypsy family, so that is what we're doing this year. The thing is, nobody can save you. I can't save you. A man can't save you. A relationship can't save you because you have to save yourself. And this guy is just a placeholder for your emotional vulnerability. You cannot and you should not enter into a relationship without healing yourself first. So that is where you need to begin, and it's one day at a time. Your future self will thank you for slowing down and allowing yourself to heal right now, because if not, you will end up with someone that doesn't treat you with respect, because they don't have to. You're not showing any boundaries to someone that they have to treat you with respect. You're closing yourself off to people, and I know that you're not happy, because if you're happy, you wouldn't be writing into me, you know? So that's the thing. You can't change this imbalance until you change it internally. I know that it's hard, but I promise you, like I said, it'll be worth it. It's not easy, but you can do it, you know? And if no one else has ever told you this in this life, you deserve love and you deserve to be treated with the utmost respect with someone that loves every single detail about you. And you will find that person someday. And I'm sorry if you had to experience that or experience something less than that with somebody else because they didn't deserve you. Okay. So fuck whoever hurt you in the past. It was their loss. You're beautiful. You are worthy. And I promise that you will bounce back from this. Healing just takes time. Alrighty, girl. So I'm going to go ahead and pull a tarot card for you for your advice. I'll be right back.
Alrighty, girls, so I went ahead and I pulled you a tarot card, and interestingly enough, you got the Two of Swords, however, it showed itself to me in the reverse. Now, normally in the upright, this card will mean that somebody is very closed off or somebody needs to be closed off to a situation, so when it shows up in the reverse to me, that lets me know that there is a decision that is coming or that you need to make a decision to not be so closed off to things, and that can be in regards to the heart. That can be in regards to communication with this person that you're dealing with. But honestly, what I feel like and what I would suggest that you do, if you have the opportunity to speak to this person again, I think that you should explain to them that you've been through a lot and you don't have to go into detail. No one has any right to your past whatsoever. If you decide to share that, then that's completely up to you. But I think something as simple as just being friends with this person I know that you said you've known him for 10 years, but have you ever actually just been his friend with no strings attached, not wanting anything else? I think that would be really beneficial for you. I think that might be what Spirit is talking about. I think that you're going to have another chance in this situation, but it truly is up to you if you want to be closed off to this person, to people in general, and to the idea of love. It's also just to not be so closed off to the idea that you're worthy of something so much more beautiful I feel like that's what spirit is trying to tell you. But like I said, it's never okay for anybody to ever hurt you. I'm so sorry for what you've been through. You did not deserve it and you are worthy of so much more. And I will hope and pray and keep you in my thoughts that you will find someone that treats you the correct way that you deserve. But don't let those assholes dictate the rest of your life moving forward because then they win. And to me, I would never let somebody that hurt me get the best of me. So I... I really hope this helped. I hope it resonated. And of course, thank you so much for writing into me. Like I said, I'll keep you in my thoughts and prayers. And I hope that this situation will work out. But I also hope that you find self-love. It's a long process. It took me a long time too. But like I said, if I can do it, I know sure as hell you can. So thanks, girl. Bye. All right, my beautiful babes, that concludes today's episode of Gypsy Talk. If you would like to submit your own question to our podcast, you can submit your question to me anonymously at gypsytalkpodcast at outlook.com. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I love you all. I will see you either on my YouTube channel or for next week's episode. Bye, guys.